Yes, hello and welcome to What's the Score? And whoa, 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 what has happened? We need to know! What's the score with Aaron and Isaac? I'm Isaac Maddock, he's Aaron Lacey, and uh, hello. after that brief interlude, let's get on uh, with the show. Uh, we've had a, I've had an eventful week, well, not really. My nose is getting a bit better. So, uh, Wahey! Had a bit not of a break. No, uh, but Aaron, I believe you've got some sporting news and stuff that's happening yeah. to you. Um, well, stuff that's happening to me. I am going tomorrow, Saturday, to see go and see the Southern Vipers uh, play Loughborough Lightning at the Aegeus Bowl in Southampton. If you go in and you see someone who looks like me, if you follow <laughs> the Insta, come up to me, say that's, hi, that's and then I will ignore you. you. Yes, and I Sounds will very ignore fun. you. Right, yes it is. Um, and I might be starting to play for my college cricket team, so that's Ooh, good. But let's, let's re- rewind to last Sunday, where Max Verstappen claimed a mon- momentous Monaco Grand Prix victory on a day filled with drama in Monte Carlo, as Mercedes endured a disastrous race with Valtteri Bottas retiring, and Lewis Hamilton a lowly seventh on a glorious afternoon for Red Bull and their star driver. Verstappen inherited pole position after Charles Leclerc was cruelly forced out of his home race before even lining up on the grid. And the Dutchman then masterfully controlled the proceedings to take his maiden win around the legendary streets. In doing so, Verstappen and Red Bull have taken the lead in both F1 2021 championships. Verstappen, now four points clear of Hamilton for the first time in his career, and Red Bull for the first time since 2013. And can I just say, yes! <laughs> Ham- uh, yeah. Hamilton had a terrible race. Valtteri, I do feel for him, but you, mate, you drive for Mercedes. I saw a thing, right? Uh, there was a video Tom Holland put on his social media. So Tom Holland yeah, was yeah, at the race. Yeah, he, he was with, Mer- he was with He's McLaren. with Mercedes. Yeah, um, he was at the race, and he... There was a video of him before the race bouncing a, a, one of the tyres up and down, and then yeah. it cut the video cut to Valtteri not getting the tyre off. Yeah, and, and that, um, yeah, know, Tom yeah. Holland broke I Valtteri mean, Bottas's car. You know, no, it, it, it was it, it was the wheel nut. It was some stupid stuff yeah. to do with that. Uh, the wheel nut sheared, and that did that. But Red Bull for the first time since 2013 leading the championship. Come on, lads, beat Mercedes. I'm with all of the people down in Milton Keynes. Yes, and Lando got a P3, which means he yeah. is now also third in the championship, ahead of Bottas. Hence, uh, yeah, hence one of my best ever tweets I think I've ever written. I literally put, Lando! <laughs> and three champagne emojis, just on the on the show's Twitter. He doesn't even drink champagne. <laughs> no, um, it's, 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 it's rose water. Yes, yes it is. Uh, but <laughs> uh, listeners may be wondering, what was that in the intro where Aaron was like, uh, we need to know what has happened. Well, Aaron, would you explain? Uh, yes, the Monaco Grand Prix is uh, directed by different people than normally do F1 races. And just as there was an overtake happening, they cut to Lance Stroll um, skimming the barrier, which isn't very exciting. It's what you do in Monaco. And then 
everywhere has just had memes of Lance Stroll yeah. interrupting something. He's like the, the commentator was like, "Oh, it's an overtake. What has happened? We need to know." Yeah, <laughs> but I, I think the best one was Rick Astley with "Never Gonna Give You Up." Oh no, what has happened? <laughs> It's the new Rick Roll. It is the new Rick Roll. Yeah, the new um, Rick Roll. Well, there we go. That next story. Next story. First spent too much new time. story. <laughs> good, good new story though. Uh, second one. Mauricio Pochettino is in talks with Tottenham over a sensational return to the club after less than six months in charge of PSG. Spurs chairman Daniel Levy wants the Argentine back after reportedly acknowledging he made a mistake to sack him and replace him with Jose Mourinho in 2019. The club's strategy after sacking Mourinho earlier this year is now to get Pochettino, who is said to be unsettled in the French capital, back at Hotspur Way, and hope it can help persuade Harry Kane to end his pursuit to exit the club. Uh, so interesting, this is another, yet another, um, manager news story in the past few weeks. There's been leaving, there's been some coming. There's lots yeah, to talk or, about. although what I would like to say is pretty much the only football story you're going to get, listeners, is managers leaving and transfers until August or something? Yeah, no idea. The Pretty Premier much. League's over. Premier League's <laughs> over. Apart from Champions League uh, and the you uh, the playoff final, which we'll talk about a bit later. Yes. On. But yeah, uh, I want to see Pochettino back. To be fair, he was good yeah, at Spurs. He um, was good at Spurs, but it's not going to uh, stop Harry Kane wanting to exit. And it won't make Spurs it, win because it, because it wasn't the manager; it was the fact they weren't. They are not winning trophies. And they're still. In fact, I, in fact, I have a very good joke for you to do with Tottenham. Yes, I feel like I may have heard it. Go for what? it. What do you call what what is the difference between a book and Tottenham Hotspur? <laughs> a book has more titles. <laughs> exactly! Oh, yeah, uh, right. That's class. It's absolutely classic. Anyway, next story. Uh, Antonio Conte has left Inter Milan by mutual consent with Simone In Inzaghi, likely to replace him as head coach of the Serie A champions. Uh, Conte has agreed a deal with the club's owners, which will see him paid €7 million Euros for the final year of his contract. The former Chelsea boss guided Inter to their first Serie A title in 11 years, but was embroiled in a dispute with the club's owners after they proposed a downsizing of his squad. Um, I don't really follow Antonio Conte, um, um, but quite frankly, the I big, the big news about this is that. to leave. Uh, the big news about this is that Antonio Conte has just has literally just won the Serie A with Inter Milan, so it's a bit odd. Yeah. But the reason he's leaving is because there is talks about Zidane leaving. Uh, well, he has. Zidane has handed in his resignation at Real Madrid, um, and there is talks about Antonio Conte uh, being the manager. So that's why he wanted to leave because there was a possibility that he might be able to manage Real Madrid. So that's one of the reasons why he's left. But. Uh, or well, the main reason, really, because he's just won. Literally, yeah. he's just won the Serie A with his Yeah, line, so. it's it's a bit odd. Also, mutual. You don't normally get mutual consent and then dispute in the same sentence. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So, so I don't know what's happened there. But as Zidane as well, he is because uh, he's very good. I believe. Don't. Uh, yeah, I believe Zidane has uh, handed his resignation letter at Real Madrid. So uh, there'll be more news on that, I'm sure, in the next few weeks. Uh, yes. Next story. Bath Rugby have announced they are launching a women's team with an aim to meet the application criteria for the Alliance Premier 15's next licence cycle in 2023-24. Bath Rugby will partner with Bath Rugby Ladies, which is currently part of the local amateur club Bath RFC, and where England internationals Marley Packer, Natasha Hunt and Izzy Noel Smith all previously played. 
In a press release issued on Wednesday, Bath Rugby said it's planned to develop the performance systems, facilities, infrastructure and commercial foundations required to support the launch of a professional women's team. The team will share the recreation ground with the men's side. So this is big news. Um, yeah, big, big news like, and you don't yeah. often get men and women's teams sharing stadiums. So no, that's also that is point, something yeah. um, that can... Yeah. Well, Go throughout from, all other sports. Uh, Harlequins, I believe the women play at the stoop, uh, which is where the men yeah. play. But uh, so yeah, there's, there's, there's sides like Harlequins with both teams. Uh, Bristol that team recently uh, got yeah. a women's team, um, and Saracens are the big ones. Um, but yeah, it's big to see Bath, and I I would love to see Bath as well. They're they're a big men's team, so it would be great to see uh, see a women's team involved in that as well. Yeah, um, I would just like to say, obviously. We we need to ideally every Premiership team should have a women's team. Just gonna say that because it it's illogical if you have like some having a fully professional yeah. and some nice stupid. But anyway, yeah, it, it, it's growing. That's for sure. And, and most teams have nowadays. I I think there's only a few now that that still have it. But they they've got teams. It's just they're not professional. Yeah. Now we look over to the Kingdom of Sweden with Zlatan Ibrahimovic uh, being fined €50,000 by UEFA for having a financial interest in a betting company. UEFA launched an investigation... Stop laughing, this is serious, Isaac! UEFA launched an investigation into Ibrahimovic last month over his involvement with a multi-based betting company, BetHard. Uh, Ibrahimovic has now been found guilty of violating Article 12 2B of the UEFA disciplinary regulations. Um, it's so Zlatan. you naughty boy, don't it, do that. It's so but him, also, though. It is, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's the sort of thing you imagine him going and doing. Obviously, it's not a good thing. Um, no. If, if it's against the rules, and fair enough, he's fine. But it's just so him. <laughs> it's just quite but amusing. Also, really. let's be honest, is 50 grand going to make a huge dent in his pocket? No, not really. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> we move on to our final story, and this is quite a big one this week. 79% uh, of women have told Sky Sports News they have felt unsafe while exercising. The exclusive research carried out in collaboration with the Women's Sport Collective asked women about their experiences around exercise and working out. 7% of respondents said they had been sexually or physically abused, while 43% of women say had they'd been harassed the main concerns were exercising in the dark and personal safety. Now, this is um, obviously it's not a good thing, and if it's mental, like, but yeah. it's allowed to happen. Exactly, like, it's, it's another one of these things that the last the last few months has been has been huge in lots of different ways about women's uh, safety, young women especially, and it's just like it's another one of these things that shouldn't happen. It's it's just yeah. Yeah, like if you have ever stood by and watched somebody sexually or physically abuse a, a woman or anyone don't listen to our podcast anymore pretty much because yeah. it's just wrong and, and you're sick yeah it's just unbelievable how it keeps happening though it's just yeah but it, obviously it's they don't because feel no one really wants to stop it to be fair yeah but, but, but it something needs to happen to make them feel safe if you know what i mean because that we can't have women not yeah. doing that if they don't no. feel safe that can't be a reason no. for them to not exercise so so yeah it, it's uh it's a big news story and it, something needs to be done obviously and um, yeah, i'm sure um, it will be and hopefully we will have updates regarding exactly. stuff like that well, there so we go. that is yes. our news for this week have another one next week okay news over aaron uh 
what has happened? I need to know. It's corner taken quickly. No. <laughs> okay. okay so Your corner taken quickly. First one this week. How many English bowlers have scored over 400 wickets? Crumbs. Um, is it... Christ. Is it six? No, it's two. Okay. Ah! Now, well, one's... Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Broad. Don't say anything because oh. uh, you, you might have a follow-up question, just saying. Ah. Uh, okay. <laughs> now... Uh, this week, we don't have an interview. We'll have one uh, next week, hopefully. We had a good one last week. However, this week... So now it's time for the return of Net Worth. Net Worth. Net Worth. Net worth, net worth, 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 worth. 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 Right, yes. anyway. <laughs> Aaron, what is Net Worth? Net Worth is where we simply guess the net worth of players and those players have been decided by each other. This week, I have written some on tennis for Mr. Mandic to guess. And he has written some on what sport is it? Uh, I have done Formula One for you. Okay, Formula One. So I will. I'll say one of mine first, and then you say one of yours, and we'll go like that. We'll alternate. Okay. Okay. Your first one. So, what is the net worth of the seven-time world champion and record holder of most wins, Lewis Hamilton? Right. Um. Is it three hundred and fifty million? Two hundred and eighty million. So uh, still quite a lot. That's okay. I mean. Like more than okay. Was it? I think that was more than Pogba, who was like the highest winner yes. last time. So. Yes. Okay, you're one. What about Jamie Murray? Jamie Murray, interesting. The brother of a uh, of Andy winner. Murray. Yes. Yep. Uh, doubles player. Uh, he's won Olympic medals. He's oh, Jamie. I'm gonna say, it's famous mum as well. That's the thing. <laughs> um. I'm going to say 80 million. Six. Six? Oof. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, it's now time for the one and only, the Iceman, Kimi Raikkonen. Oh, that's a good one. Right, so obviously you've got Ferrari, uh, who probably played what paid well. Some other teams, but then you have Sauber, so that's probably gone got him down and where he was going in the last few years. I'm going to say... 200, no, 180 million. It's 200 million. Oh, I nearly, so nearly. Right, your next one, it's the big one. It's Serena Williams. Okay, she's got to be big, right? I mean, she's surely she's over 100, but if Jamie's only six, I mean, tennis is well played. She's won Wimbledon loads, well, loads of times, of course, um, and loads of other things, which, yeah, so surely, right? Surely. So I'm going to say... 140 million. 225. Oh, okay, fine. I'm not good at this. Huge. <laughs> yes, very well done to her. Uh, now, this one's good. Uh, it's one. Uh, it's the one and only Red Bull driver, Mr. David Coulthard. I would not have a clue. Um, let's go with 40. 70 million. Okay, not, yeah. not bad. So he's, not good either. <laughs> He is almost, he's over 200 million less than Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> mm. Not, he's probably a better driver. No, he isn't. He <laughs> probably isn't. Uh, right. Your third one, Miss Johanna Conter. Oh, okay. Yes, good one. Good one. So she has, I mean, she's technically British, but she's also sort of not. Um, she plays as British, so she is British. Yeah, she plays. So she's won medals in GB. She, I don't, 
I don't, no, she hasn't won Wimbledon, has she? Um, okay, if Jamie's six, she's got to be more than six, but she's going to be less than 100. I'm going to say 35 million. Now, this does do her a disservice, but it is four. Four oh, million. Well, I don't believe it. Come on. Okay. Now, this is probably the biggest number I've ever seen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Michael Schumacher. Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. Is it? Oh, my word. Uh, 500? It's a whopping $780 million. <laughs> he is rolling in it. I am absolutely astounded at that one. But huge. Absolutely huge. What do you think about Raphael Ooh. Nadal? Rafa. Rafa. Okay. Nadal, right. Oh, it's tough. He's won loads of stuff as well. He's been around for a long time. I don't think it'll be as much as Serena. Serena, what was she? 225. 225. Okay, so Rafa, I'm going to say 160 mil. 200. Really? Okay, not too bad. Not too bad. No, okay. not too bad. All right, two left. This one's interesting. Uh, Charles Leclerc. Oh, the Monegasque. Um... 180. Uh, it's 12. Ah. 12 million, yeah. Not bad. Still, think, still not bad for it. someone who's as young as actually, he actually well, is. Exactly. If you think about it, DC was 70 mil, and he's not yeah. even racing anymore. And Charles has been around for, what, two, three years? Three or four years? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but anyway, next one. It's the first one's brother. It's Andy Murray. Oh, Andrew. Andrew. Uh, he's won Wimbledon at least once, probably twice. I think it's twice. Uh, I don't um, have a clue. Um, he's won gold medals. He's won lots. Again, he's got a famous mum. Surely it's going to be more than six for his brother, but I don't think it'll be more than a hundred. I'm going to say seventy mil. One hundred sixty-five. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Uh, golly gosh. Okay, fair enough. Right, your final one. Uh, the uh, the German, the German himself, Nico Rosberg. Nico. Uh, right, so based on the fact that on the uh, F1 pre-show and qualifying, his trousers were made by Versace. <laughs> um, so I'm going to say a cool 200. Uh, 30. All right. Um, <laughs> Less than why, DC. Where, where, where does he get the money from for, 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 for Versace? Well, then? it's still $30 million. <laughs> yeah, but still, come on. Where's that the Versace money coming from? Anyway, your last one. And that was my last one, by the way. Your last one, Isaac. Naomi Osaka. Oh, okay, 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 okay. She's not as big, obviously, as the likes of Serena Williams and Rafa Nadal and Andy Murray. But before you answer, corner test oh, quickly! Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> What's going to happen? We need to know. <laughs> <laughs> Quite literally. Uh, what is the race distance of a Formula One race? Race distance, uh, yes. So in miles, they're all different though. Do I do I get a specific one? Uh, or? Okay, no, hold on. What is the minimum race distance in minimum, Formula okay. One? Well, that's quite tough. So there's normally there's a, at least over normally over fifty laps. Uh, maximum depends what track it is. Maximum seventy. I don't think there's more than seventy. Sometimes, or maybe there's some that are. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to be miles out. 200 kilometres. No, 200 miles. 
190 miles. Oh! Okay, well, well done, Isaac. But now, Naomi Osaka, okay. what's she worth? So if Jamie's six, and who was four? Oh, uh, Conta uh, was four, wasn't four she? Four was Johanna Conta. I'm going to go in the middle and say five. 25. What? <laughs> ah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> well, there you go. And that was net worth, ladies and gentlemen. Net worth, net worth, net worth, net worth. Yeah, very good stuff. Enjoyed that again. Um, we'll have it again uh, in probably in the next two, two weeks after our interview. So, yes, good stuff. Uh, now, after net worth, it's time for the second instalment of Corner Taken Quickly. So, in my first question, I asked you how many English bowlers have scored over 400 wickets. The answer was two. Can you name them, please? Jimmy Anderson, Stuart Broad, done. Okay, now, can you tell me how many wickets Stuart Broad has got? 531. Oh, 517. I'll take that. How many has Jimmy got? 612. Oh, 614. Oh, I'm so close. Okay, and can you tell me where Stuart Broad comes in the overall number of wickets scored rankings list? Uh, Jimmy, 600. uh, So So Stuart's 517. Where does he come? No, seventh. Where does Jimmy come? So he's 614. Uh, he comes second or third. Uh, no, it's fourth. Oh, okay. Yeah, there, you <laughs> there go. we are then. So, but, yeah. Uh, okay, so that was either taken quickly all done. But now it's time for us to dig the grave and open it up for the tennis analogies, pluck one, and get our bats ready. And chuck the ball up, because it's time for game, set, and match. All you have to do is guess the sporting moment. Sounds easy, there must be a catch. You will get three clues, and then you start a guessing. This is game, set, and Oh, still an absolute banger of a tune. Never gets old, that. Yeah. Well, there. Thank you, your dad. <laughs> Game set a match there. Uh, an absolute cracker. Aaron, explain to listeners what will be going on. Well, what will be going on is, well, like it says in the jingle, we will ha- each have three clues to guess a sporting moment. And it does sound easy, but there is a catch. There's literally only three clues. Yes. And we do sometimes suck or we do really, really well. But if, if you get the answer on the first clue, three points, second clue, two points, and last clue, one point. The scores stand at, uh, what is it? It's 11 points to Aaron, five points to me, eight games to Aaron, and two games to me. Okay, so I'll toss a coin. On one side, we've got Bristol Bears, and on the other side, we've got Bath Rugby. Okay. Ooh. Well, for the women's team, it's Bears Rugby. No, it's Bristol. Yes. Ah! Backing the Bears all the way up the Bears. Right. Uh, I'm going to choose to uh, guess mine first, please. Okay, fine. Okay, so uh, oh, also, yeah. we've, got a, we've got a new rule at this uh, starting this week that, uh, listeners, when we tell each other our thing, uh, it has to be, our games to set and match has to be within a category of either comedy, victory, or tragedy, and then you have to specify that to uh, the other player. So the other person, yeah. Is mine a comedy, victory, or tragedy? What is it? I'm asking you. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, okay, sorry. Yours is a light tragedy. 
light I can tragedy. Say that. Okay, yeah, like good. That. <laughs> Let's go for it. Okay, so first clue: February two thousand and five. February two thousand and five. Light tragedy. <laughs> Liverpool lost the game. That's a tragedy. <laughs> no, no. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, no, it's not that. Hanging ear. Hanging ear. Oh. Okay, Picasso. <laughs> Well, was, <laughs> no. Then, but, you know. Lujan. Sebastian Lujan. I don't know that I've ever heard of him. Uh, no idea. Okay, it is Sebastian Lujan's ear nearly detaches during a fight because they've thrown too many right hooks. Oh, well, there we go. That is interesting. It's very gruesome. Never heard of that, but there you go. It, yeah, ugh. fair enough. <laughs> Okay, your game set of match comes under a victory category. Okay. Your first clue. 4th of August, 2012. Oh, Christ. Did Kimmy Raikkonen win something? No. If you think about the date, you should have really had an idea about when that was. Uh, in the Olympic Stadium in London. Oh, crumbs. I, I know it. I know it. 4th uh, of August, was 2012. It? But it's obviously the 2012 Olympics. Yeah, in the Olympic Stadium. In Wait. London. Uh, a victory. Was it KJT winning no. something? Uh, your final clue. Uh, within the space of 44 minutes. I haven't got a clue. Is it um, Mo Farah winning the 10,000 metres? Your sporting moment was actually... Uh, it's been voted one of the uh, greatest uh, Olympic moments of all time is the Super Saturday. That's just what it's called. It was Super Saturday. This is Super Saturday that happened uh, in front of 80,000 fans at London's Olympic Stadium. Uh, Jessica Ennis-Hill, the golden girl of Team GB, smashed her own British record to win the heptathlon. Uh, Greg Rutherford took gold in the long jump with a fourth round leap of 8.31 metres. And finally, Mo Farah, who would go on to win the 5,000 metres seven days later, uh, stormed to a 10,000 metre gold uh, win. So uh, you, you, you're partly right with that, but I'm not okay. going to give it to you. Okay, so... Once again, we both walk away with Unbelievable. no point. Unbelievable. That was an easy one, really. Um, so, there we go. Well, I did get it part right. Well, no, you didn't get it Super Saturday, which is the greatest Olympic moments ever, basically. As voted for by people. No, as voted for by uh, BBC Sport panel of Olympic experts selected it as their greatest moment from a list of 25 Olympic yeah. moments. So, All there right. we go. Basically, we both walk away with no points. Yes, we do. So the That's scores the headline. still stand at 11 points to Aaron, 5 points to me, 8 games to Aaron, and 2 games to me. That was Game Set and Match. What's the score with Aaron and Isaac? Thank you for listening to us guess some sporting moments in Game Set and Match. But now it's time for me to read you some facts in I'm getting quite a frenzy about it. In... Aaron's Factual Frenzy! Yes, this is Aaron's Factual Frenzy. He's got some sporting facts for us. Uh, Let's go. Okay. Athlete Mark Henry currently holds the record in the five-lift total. His personal records in the five disciplines of weightlifting, snatch, clean and jerk, squat, bench press and deadlift... 
total £3,257.3, making him officially the strongest person to ever live. Oh, wow. That is very good fact. In France, the National Fencing Federation recognised lightsaber fencing as a competitive sport in 2019. Instead of sabre, foil or sword, uh, the fighters use replicas of lightsabers from Star Wars. With this, <laughs> with, with this campaign, the association hopes to get more young people interested in fencing. <laughs> That's good. That's a good fact. Kirani James was the first Olympian to win a gold medal for his home country, Granada. His homeland was so proud of it that there was a huge celebration for him, and he was rewarded with over 220,000 euros. Today, he can even be found on the country stamps. A stadium bears his name, and his hometown opened a museum about his achievements. <laughs> well, there we go. Very interesting. I Best like, fact. I like the second one. The, the lights. Okay. So, guys, you, it's time to remember that in France, the National Fencing Federation recognised lightsaber fencing as an official competitive sport. I do that. Where they actually fight with lightsabers. Absolutely. Well, now it's time, uh, time to move on to some more funny quotes. And this time it is... Yes, yeah, so to say what I've got some sporting quotes for you now. This week we've got boxing. Uh, lots of lots of fun Ooh. stuff to come out of boxing. We'll start us off with this. To me, boxing is like a ballet, except there's no music, no choreography, and the dancers hit each other. <laughs> yeah, my right. ideal version of going to watch the ballet. <laughs> this is class. The three toughest fighters I've ever been up against were Sugar Ray Robinson, Sugar Ray Robinson, and Sugar Ray Robinson. I fought Sugar so many times, I'm surprised I'm not diabetic. <laughs> That's good, I like that. Uh, this one is by George Foreman, so uh, a big one here. The referee yeah, is the well, most what important... What is the maker of the grill? I don't know. The referee is the most important man in the ring besides the two fighters. <laughs> pick, make, make your pick. <laughs> Surely there have been injuries and even some deaths in boxing, but none of them really that serious. <laughs> uh, I'm not the greatest. No, that was George Foreman. Oh, no, wait, oh. that wasn't George Foreman. Anyway, this next one is Muhammad Ali. I'm oh. out. I'm not the greatest. I'm the double greatest. Not only do I knock him out, I pick the round. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, this is good. All the time he's boxing, he's thinking. All the time he was thinking, I was hitting him. <laughs> okay, and final one. This, oh, sorry, not, not the final one. Uh, boxing is the only sport you can get your brain shook, your money took, and your name in the Undertaker book. <laughs> That's good, I like That's that. Good. That's Joe Fraser, that one. Now, final one by Muhammad Ali. If you ever dream of beating me, you better, you better wake up and apologise. <laughs> That's good, I like that. Lovely. Well, there we go. That will say what? Some quality quotes there. And, and it shows boxing produces funny people as well. So, yeah, there we go. Yes, indeed it does. But now it's time for us to be quite serious with some questions in. Come on, take it quickly. Oh. Okay. So, com combined, how many Grand Slams have been won by Federer and Nadal? Oh, that's hard. That's hard. Federer and Nadal. I'm going to say 42. 40. Well done. Oh, Very nice. Close. That's close. Okay. Okay. Lovely stuff. Well, there we go. Say what and quarantine quickly there. Now it's time to move on to a bit of guess the score action. 
we're going to first of all review last week's guesses. Yes, and it's quite an interesting review of last week's guesses because I have lost them. Isaac, do you know what you predicted for Liverpool and Crystal Palace? I believe it was, I think I said about 1 or 2 nil, uh, which was good because it was 2 nil Liverpool. Yes, it was. Uh, so, yeah, good game, that. that Very yeah. pleased. Pleased we could beat uh, Palace, finally, because they're the ones that always beat us. Um, yeah. And Sadio um, Mane got some good sad, goals. Sadly, though, it was Roy Hodgson's last game. Yes. So, bit harsh. Um, uh, and Liverpool actually wore their new kit, which I'm sort of growing to like when it's when they were wearing it. Yeah. It's a bit weird. It's, it's got a bit of pink, pink in isn't it. it? Yeah. It's got, yeah. Although it did have green in it, and you you said the same thing about the green. Exactly, but now I did. you do actually quite like yeah, it. So, Wolves and Manchester United. Um, the actually, yes. I was quite happy with this. I I think I predicted the score. Yes, it was it, two, one. two one. Man United. Not hallelujah. Uh, um, the only reason Man U won is because they got another penalty. Now that's it. You yeah, can, you, Rashford can only score penalties matter. as well. I know, that, I know that one was matter, but yeah. Um, yeah. Right, um, and then we also had uh, our local team, Southampton, get absolutely Ham. demolished by yes. West Ham. 3-0 West Ham. I, I mean, that was a good game, fair play to them. West Ham actually ended up making a Europa League spot, which is insane uh, for them. So they were sixth, and Saints, they finished 15th in the end. So it's a shame, it's a shame. But West Ham, they, they did really well and fair play to them. They've had right, a cracking season. Right, and on a score we didn't guess, but I think it needs to be mentioned, Villaroyal 1, Manchester United 1. <laughs> um, yeah, this is interesting. Europa League David final. Villaroyal versus Man United. Uh, after 29 minutes, Jared Moreno scored an absolute cracker for Villaroyal. And then Edison Cavani just, it wasn't even a good goal. He didn't deserve it, but he scored an equaliser for some reason. Yeah, it wasn't because it was he's, rubbish. He's Cavani. Yeah, he is Cavani. He's, he's rubbish, really. Uh, and then it went to penalties. It was 11 10 on penalties. Every single yeah. one of the Villarreal players, including the goalkeeper, scored a penalty. Every single and one of the Man United players scored a penalty, apart from David De Gea. David De Gea, which um, says a lot, doesn't it? So, yeah, Villarreal win the Europa League. So uh, That's embarrassing. Interesting stuff. Now, this week's games, we've got... Obviously, the Premier League is over. So, we're going to do the Champions League final, Aaron. Yeah, the Champions League final. Chelsea... Uh, no, Manchester City and Chelsea live from somewhere. I do not know where. Uh, Portugal, I believe, isn't it? Uh, Portugal, yeah. yes. Um, I'm going to say... It's going to be a boring... I really want Chelsea 1-0 to 1-0 City. No, surely not. It's going to be boring you, for sure. You want Chelsea to win? <laughs> yeah, because I don't want City to win anything else. Otherwise, they won the treble because they won the um, oh, yeah. the Premier League as well. Although, uh, I, would ju- I would just like to say, uh, you'll remember Tom from our Talking Gymnastics with the Gymnastics yes. interview. He did tell me yesterday that literally, he told me today, which is Friday, that no one wants Chelsea to win. Tom, I present you my co-host. Wait, why did no one want Chelsea to win? No one wants City. I suppose, yeah, fair enough. City haven't won it before, which is the only reason why they can maybe win. But City keeps winning everything, and it's just annoying. Um, mm. But yeah, and I anyway, think... Tom, I stand, I stand correct. Right, uh, I think on. it will be <laughs> one all, and then after extra time, two one City. Okay, A E T two one City. Okay, thank you. Uh, the championship playoff final to decide who goes into the Premier League next season, Brentford or Swansea. 
Yes. Now, uh, Championship, we don't talk about it too much, but Norwich and Watford, both relegated last season, have already been promoted, as uh, so will be joining us yeah. in uh, the Premier League, uh, where Sheffield United, West Brom and Fulham, West Brom and Fulham, who were promoted last season, have been relegated, uh, but shame for Sheffield United. Um, so, Brentford or Swansea, it, it'll be nice to see either of them, to be fair. Um, Brentford haven't been in it. I don't know if they've ever been in it. I can't actually tell you that, but... Um, Oof, it's going to be tough. This, I'd say the Swans... I mean, Brentford actually finished third and Swansea finished fourth. But I'd say the Swans have got more reputation. They've had more experience of these sort of things. But I'm going to say 2-0 Brentford. OK, you're saying 2-0 Brentford. I'm going to say 2-1 Brentford. Interesting. OK. Um, Based on the fact that I want Brentford to go through. Don't particularly want Swansea. Um, and, but I don't think... Swansea will take it lying down if they go exactly, one nil exactly. down or anything. Yes. So um, there we go. That was. Have we got any scores? Yeah, and any sports news? Well, a uh, bit of rugby for you uh, tonight. This is Friday. What is it? Friday the twenty eighth of May. Um, Bristol Bears play Sale Sharks and Gloucester play London Irish, who Aaron supports and I support Bristol Bears. Yes. So both our teams are playing tonight. If Bristol win this, that almost almost secures them top spot, which is a home semi-final. We've already secured awesome. a, uh, a semi-final position, but we just need a, a home one, which would be ideal. Um, so yeah, that's happening. And, and if uh, London yeah. Irish win, we'll just be grateful. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, and I think an honourable mention, um, sports-wise, this week goes to uh, a bit of boxing news. Now, um, <laughs> it was quite interesting. Now, we spoke before about uh, Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather uh, having a fight. Now, Logan Paul has taunted Floyd Mayweather in a video message and vowed to make June the 6th the worst day of his life ahead of which, the exhibition bout. So, which, yeah. <laughs> Logan, if you're watching, you're going to get floored. Yeah. Uh, uh, so Jake Paul will collide with five-time five time weight world champion Floyd Mayweather, uh, who's yeah. making a successful return to the sport. Um, and it's going to be in Miami on the 6th of June. So... I don't see how Logan can win. <laughs> he no, just thinks I don't see how win. Logan can win, but I do want to see the YouTube video where he goes, I was wrong and had a big bruise right across yeah, his face that, or that, a black eye. That, needs to that will be fun. And I will post it on Twitter with the hashtag <laughs> Logan Paul stinks. Yes. Uh, also, a bit of Liverpool news for you. They have signed Ibrahima Kanata uh, from Leipzig. And uh, interesting, another defender, centre-back. Uh, they've paid 36 million uh, for him. Um, and yeah, it's interesting because uh, we were getting rid of um, another one of our players that was on loan in the centre back. So we need another defender until Virgil and Gomez comes back. But but yeah, interesting signing there. Didn't see that coming. Yeah. Um, and another interesting little uh, football story in terms of transfers is Leicester City have had talks with Ryan Bertrand's representatives. Yeah. Um, I would, uh, apparently he's now a free agent. Um, I would quite it's like to see he's that. He's been at Saints for a really long time. Yeah. And I, he's, he good, he's good at Saints, but he's a good player and I think he deserves more. So going to Leicester, I think he's, he's, yeah. it works for him, I think, actually. Yeah. Um, I so, yeah. would really like to see that. It's, yeah, it, yeah. it's an all right signing. Um, and just a bit of a tiny little bit of dark pummel horsey type stuff. Yeah. Um, Ben Folks is out of the New Zealand tests. Um, he is England's wicket keeper. Was going to be England's wicket keeper. 
um, on the test starting on Wednesday this on Wednesday this coming week. Yeah. Um, and I don't know who they're going to put in because Johnny Bairstow and Josh Butler are going to be rested um, Interesting. after they were playing in the IPL. Um, but I would, I would, I do think wicketkeepers need to be shown on the world stage a lot more, especially the reserve ones, because obviously you can only have one of them in yeah. an entire team. So it's a bit... Yeah, interesting. Good odd. stuff. So that, a good nomination there. Uh, so yeah, pretty much the show this week. A bit of plugging for you. Uh, YouTube channel, we have got one. Check it out. There's some good yeah. content on there. You can listen to the rest of our shows and all your usual listening platforms. And uh, get in contact with us. Aaron, how do we do that? Uh, you can get in contact with us by sending us a voice message on Anchor. You can also get in contact um, with us via Twitter by sending us a tweet at what's the score P1. Um, you can email us at what's the score podcast 2020 at gmail.com. Uh, and you, if you follow us on Twitter, you can get such awesomeness as really hoping that when the 2021 Formula One season is over, some genius makes a montage of mad spin spins and puts I'm spinning around all over it. Oh, yes. Lovely stuff. Lovely stuff there from Aaron. Uh, but yeah, lots of lots of stuff to look forward to in the coming weeks. We've got an interview next week, hopefully. And uh, yeah, stay tuned for that. And uh, if you want to listen to my live radio show I did on Unity 101, they go to unity101.org, press listen again, and go to Barton Purple College. And it was on the 26th of May, so that's all the information you need. Uh, but yeah, we'll be back with you next week. Aaron, what have we learned this week? Well, this week we have learned that if you want to fight with your friend, like me and Isaac do, with lightsabers, you can just <laughs> go to France and do it officially. As an Olympic sport. <laughs> Not Olympic, yes. but... Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, that has been the show this week, and uh, we enjoy lightsaber fighting here, so uh, that's, all, that's all you need to know. Goodbye from us. We'll Doosh. see you again next Doosh. week. Bye. Bye. What's the score with Aaron and Isaac?